the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's hot topic is on moving through grief. We talk about the different stages of grief, how to keep moving while you're mourning, and we also have a special guest today who shares her testimony on how she moved through her grief and helping other people rise above in the midst of their grief. You don't want to miss this today here on The Christian View. We'll be right back. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. And welcome to The Christian View. And what a great audience we have today. Thank you all for being here. We love our audience. And thank you all for watching by home, radio, podcast, listening in. We just love our viewers. And we, we take every prayer request, everything that is written, and we take it to heart. And uh, we are just thankful for each and every one of you. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a hard topic, Lee, but I think a much-needed topic. And that is on grief and how do we move through grief. You know, grief is a natural expression given to us by God. And, you know, I don't know about you at home, but someone's either going through grief, they've gone through grief, or it's coming around the corner. Grief is inevitable and it happens to everyone, but grief is talked about throughout scripture. You know, we think about the disciples who got upset, who were upset and grieving when Jesus said he was going to be crucified. And we think about the Psalms and how David talks about, you know, grief and sorrow. But Lee, I want to really talk about, and and you, uh, of course, have gone through so much grief in the last year. I mean, one funeral death after another. And so when I was thinking about the topic, I'm like, Lee, no better person to start with than than you and the stages of grief. So let's yes. talk about those stages of grief. Right. Yeah. And I, again, like I stated, a lot of times when I talk about grief, I, I always remind people that, you know, grief is the price that we pay for love. Mm-hmm. And the more that you love, you know, a lot of times the harder the impact and right. the deeper that you're going to feel. And as you work through those, you know, various stages, you know, the denial, the anger, mm-hmm. the bargaining, the depression, and then, you know, at the end, the acceptance, right. you know, not to get stuck in the stages. And I like, you know, always too, as a, a, a therapist and working with people or counseling people, you always want to make sure that you minimize um, how they are feeling. You don't want to make sure right. that you tell them like, oh, you shouldn't be feeling that way mm-hmm. because I don't know, you know, the totality of the relationship and the impact that this is going to have on that person's life. I know like when my mother passed, even though, you know, she was four score mm-hmm. plus into her 80s, you know, people, um, you know, even said, well, no, she lived a good life. But in that moment, all I wanted was I wanted my mother mm-hmm. to right. be here, mm-hmm. you yes. know. And then the issue when we have a person who has someone who passes away tragically or is mm-hmm. murdered, you know, you can't just tell them, oh, you got to accept it because it's God's will. You know, are you telling them 
is God's will that, you know, my family member will be tragically killed. Right. And even though, you know, we know that the thief comes to still kill. But yet when you're dealing with people, you really have to be gentle with their feelings and you really have to put yourself in a place and keep trying to point them back to God. Because right. we know that love is going to be the thing mm-hmm. that really heals mm-hmm. and to help them get to that acceptance. And I like what you said. We cannot tell people how they should feel. Right. Right. Yes. right. We, we love them through their feelings. Yes. We can't say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way or we need to make sure that they see our heart and that yes. that is a heart of love. Right. And, you know, because, you know, Jesus went through oh, yes. pretty every much emotion that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's gone through grief. Absolutely. Even in, yes. you talked about that. We talked about earlier about being in the garden mm-hmm. and the Garden of Gethsemane and how he grieved. Yes. Right. Right. And, you know, the whole purpose of these stages that were kind of man-made or Mm man-developed, but is to let us know where we're at at any given time along that continuum Mm -hmm. of grief. And and it's not like, oh, you go to this one, you go to that one, and then that one. It can swing back and forth at any Mm -hmm. time. And it's so helpful because, you know, not only is death a grief of a a human, but like for divorce or even a a cancer Mm -hmm. where, you know, you lose body parts. I mean, right. there is the grief of the a loss, loss of yes. a dream, right. the way you thought yeah. your life should be. So a lot of times we might say we're depressed, but we may just be grieving right. and to have that ability to label it for what it would is makes us more free and helps us move out of it more quickly. And the Lord gave us these emotions, right? Yes. So whether you're going through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. God gave us those. You know, he gave us that. And some people are, we, we shouldn't be angry. We can't be angry. Right. We can be angry. We yes. can be angry and do not sin. And, right. you know, someone said earlier, you know, make sure you're not putting that anger at God. Yes. You know, just trying to figure out, okay, why am I truly angry? What is, you know, is it the loss of a job? Is it the loss of a spouse, a loved yes. one? Um, and, and learn how to deal with that anger mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah, identifying and getting to the root of it is very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, obviously, the situations are, are more obvious than yes. others. But sometimes what, what happened to me, actually, once was um, I lost my brother and my sister when I was nearly five years old in a tragic car accident. And so it wasn't until years later in my early 20s um, through another circumstance and another death type situation, I realized that I'd never grieved properly because I was a child over that circumstance. Mm-hmm. So some issues that come up in time are actually connected to something else in the past. So it's really good mm-hmm. to really press into the Lord and ask him what that root is right. so you can go back to it. So that way you'll come unstuck out of those cycles. And don't you think sometimes it's just the goodness of the Lord because at age five, that's pretty young. And mm-hmm. so he's probably, you know, in his goodness, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait and we're yes. going to bring this to the surface when she's more mature in her faith so that she knows how to yeah. react, respond, and then recover from it. Right. Yes. Well, what was really awesome, too, for, for me is that it was an invitation to an encounter him. Mm-hmm. And at just five years old, I, I literally had an encounter with the Lord and an out of body experience with him it was very supernatural. And he revealed himself to me and he told me that my brother and my sister were with him. And oh, wow. I can remember it clear as day. And so our mourning, our grieving, it's always an invitation because he didn't mean for grief to overtake this world. Absolutely. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. So when we can see him and encounter him, even in those tough situations, it brings us into the light of life. Amen. Amen. And it also says that morning will only last for, Amen. you know, that there's joy in the morning. There's joy in the morning. And so he never intended the grieving in the morning to last a lifetime. He never intended it to consume us because the joy of the Lord is our strength. But Lee, you know, a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck in one of these, one of these stages. Because a lot of times we don't have anybody to point them to that 
that hope. And I think that's so important that as you're working with someone who's grieving, continue to point them toward the hope and remind them that even though this person has passed away and even when we say death, they have not necessarily died like finale, but they are actually in the presence of God. Right. And then teaching them and helping them to understand that God wants you to continue in life. You know, there's so much mm-hmm. still living you have to Amen. do and you didn't die. You Amen. know, you have that to is, spend That is so place. good. We'll be right back. We have a special interview with a special lady who actually grieved, but in her grief, she moved forward to bless other people. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome to The Christian View. We're talking today about moving through grief. In our first segment, we talked about the different stages of grief and, and how you can identify with those and what you need to do with those stages and in, in the stage that you're in. Um, but now I want to have um, a special interview with my good friend, Heather. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Heather has, has been a, a, just an inspiration of someone who has had grief in her life. And instead of getting stuck, Heather, you have moved forward. And in that moving forward, you have been an inspiration to so many other people. So thank you for saying yes today. I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't know if there was an option to say no to you. So there, of no, course, no, yes. never yes. an option. No. no is not an option. But anyway, your story. Tell us a little bit about your story. You and I met, what, two years ago at church mm-hmm. in a mentoring yep. class. And yep. that's when I first started hearing about your story. So let's share with the viewers a little bit about your story. So I um, had a normal life, mm-hmm. right? Um, in 2019, in January, my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And um, it stopped life on a dime. How long we all married up until that we were point. married uh, 18 years 18 years. so okay. 18 years up to that point I was working at uh, my day job as a regional vice president very busy with work my husband owned an NFL training facility um, and literally we went in for a kidney stone and found out we had stage four cancer Wow um, it was super aggressive he was in the hospital for 35 days on the first front and then in and out of the hospital for the whole 17 months he went through a stem cell transplant all kinds of things to try and fix this right and and unfortunately, you know, God called, God called him home mm-hmm. a little earlier than, than we expected. Than you wanted him to. Absolutely. So going through that process and going through the five stages of grief and, you know, your life, I am a planner. Right. Um, and I had my whole life planned out. Yes. What I thought. And God had another plan. And one of the things that we focused on was or I focused on really was sitting in the grief Mm -hmm. and sitting in, you know, whether that be denial, I started grieving before Jeff passed. Well, because you had, you were his caretaker. Yes. And so you had to take care of him day in and day out. And that in itself was, I mean, imagine so hard. Yeah. I don't, I would get up at, you know, I would sleep at the hospital, get up at three, go home, take a shower, put clothes on like this, go to work, pretend everything was okay, and then go back to the hospital, sleep there, or go home. We had family, obviously, helping care for him, too, but it was a 24-hour... I don't, I, when people ask, they're like, oh, how did you function? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how I was functioning. Right. Um, because, you know, other than the grace of God. Right, absolutely. Was carrying me through that time. Mm-hmm. Because there's no other explainable way to explain how I was functioning during those days. Right. So, It was for just sure. full-on Holy Spirit, help me get through the day each and every day. Absolutely. You know, just, just crazy. So absolutely. your life before cancer was... 
exciting, thriving. You both had amazing jobs, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just came to a halt. Yes. How did your faith play into how you managed? I mean, I know the Holy Spirit got you through this, yeah. but day in and day out, what was it like with you and, and Father God? I, I started the day in prayer, mm-hmm. right? I started the day being grateful for yet another day. Right. Um, and I ended my day in prayer, and I spent a lot of time talking to the Lord and trying to make sense of why this was happening, right? and then what was he trying to use this for? And it's so funny because God's not funny, but he is funny because he, he has, has a total he, sense of humor. He does. And the way he set this right. up um, is, is now as you get through the grief and you look behind, right. it, it makes sense to me. Um, during it, not mm-hmm. so much, right? It was, why is this happening? And can you just, you know, and I'm sure you bargained with oh, God. I'm sure you got angry with God all the time. Yeah. Um, and this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? And now it, it's so explainable right. what he was doing. Yes. Um, and you know, Jeff had committed his life to coaching and helping kids. And mm-hmm. that was something that even when he was in the clinic, it was, how do we help all these other patients right. that don't have the resources or the family unit that we did? So whether that's, you know, buying snacks, for them or him walking the halls with people that didn't have people to walk the halls with. Those were things that, how do we help other people? Right. And that has been, the curtain has been revealed of how do you help other people? Mm -hmm. And that's my purpose and mission kind of through this. Right. And that's what God has been leading me to do since And you're doing it in an amazing way. I mean, you have two two ministries. Yeah. One is called Prime to Fight. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. So Prime to Fight is a nonprofit, okay. um, and we started it as a family. So Jeff, myself, his sister, and my brother-in-law started it. Right before um, before after? Jeff passed. Okay. So you know, Jeff was like, "Hey, we can we can help a lot of patients. Yes. Um, that don't have resources, and how do we walk alongside some of these families that don't know where to go for help? Um, they don't have anybody encouraging them, and how do we kind of help coach them right. through this? So we still function on that today." Mm-hmm. We do you got this bags in little, you know, warrior bags so that right. we can help patients kind of guide them to resources. I talk to a lot of cancer patients mm-hmm. of, you know, these are things to expect. Right. Um, whether it's, hey, chemo, how do you deal with chemotherapy? Yes. How do you deal with? Because people don't know what to expect. No. Especially when they get the news. They're like, oh my, what do I do? And so you are just an inspiration and encouragement because you help people Okay, this is what to expect. Yeah. This is what this is what might happen this next. This is totally normal. Right. Or even for a caretaker to, you know, this is what's totally normal. I have a girlfriend that's walking through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I said is, you know, your your husband is going to get angry. Right. And she's like, yeah, he's good. And then I met with her probably two months ago and she's like, this is totally happening. Right. I'm he's, like, yeah, it, you know, that's normal because he's lost control of his whole life right. to cancer currently. Uh, but this is a temporary stop on the train, not mm-hmm. a permanent one. So that's really what Prime to Fight's all about is helping other people right. kind of guide them through this journey mm-hmm. and provide some encouragement because I can't tell you how many days that the one text message that someone would say and say, you're doing great meant the world to me right. because you felt like you were getting swallowed in life right. at the moment. So as you get swallowed in those waves, like I, I have a lot of wave, you know, water analogies um, because God always calms the water. Amen. I think that is so great. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more on how to move through your grief. Don't go away here on The Christian View. We had a great interview with Heather. Thank you for continuing to join us for the rest of the segment. I really appreciate it. One thing we didn't get to talk about with you in our interview was your My Chemo Fairy. And so I would really love for you just to address the audience about how you came up with My Chemo Fairy 
and what it means. So um, when Jeff got diagnosed, he had a ton of rounds of chemo. So his sister had made these little bags that I would bring downstairs because every time he started a new cycle of chemotherapy. And I said, oh, it looks like the chemo fairy came last night. And that's how it started. So it's a book that explains cancer to kids or adults. Um, It comes with a fairy, uh, a boy or a girl fairy, and a you got this bag that the family or friends can fill up at each round of chemo to bring them snacks or their favorite Mm. things. So I would envision it to be like your favorite elf, but for cancer families. So we are pushing these out to to hospitals, families, um, and the pictures that we have, we'd encourage you to follow us online, uh, but of the children and the families that it's been able to bless has been amazing. It is amazing. So it's a little bit of joy that, you know, you can't fix cancer and a lot of people want to bring a casserole, but we encourage them to, you know, just help the family bring a little bit of joy to them. And that's what my chemo fairy is all about. And I do, for our viewers, I encourage you to follow because the pictures that you see that we see on Facebook and social media are amazing. I mean, just the glory of God Mm -hmm. just goes, I think with each, with each bag is is you're just taking the Holy Spirit with you and it's, it's filling the atmosphere of every room. We've just prayed over those fairies. Yeah. They live in my garage yeah. right now. And, <laughs> you know, as they go out, I pray over every box. Mm-hmm. And when they receive them, it is just it. It is just my cup runneth over. You can you can oh, see yeah. it in the pictures of the of the of, of the faces of the people yeah. who receive them. So thank you sure. so much. You know, one thing that you've done well, and I want to talk about this now, is how to move and mourn. There's a local pastor in Atlanta, and she talks about mourn and move, mourn yes. and move, and it's easier to say that than it is to do it. Right, Amy? Mm -hmm. So let's just talk a little bit about how do we truly mourn and move? Yeah, that's really good, actually. And, you know, earlier in this segment, I talked a little bit about my own story with the loss of my brother and sister at such a young age. And um, I would say, you know, even in that encounter I shared where the Lord met me in the sky, he pulled me up with him. You know, he is the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. You know, he is life. Life is movement. Right. And so within that abundant life, I think it's important that we just, we, we have to keep moving to um, get out of the cycle of pain and the grief and all those things right. that come with it. Now, what I love in John eleven thirty five, 35, it says, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. It is the shortest verse in the Bible. Yes. Jesus was there as a man and he wept with Mary because her brother died and it seemed like it was the point of no return. But Jesus knew even then, he actually got angry at death Mm -hmm. and before he commanded Lazarus to come out of that grave because he knew this isn't the world he created. Mm -hmm. The world we're, we're living in wasn't meant for lasting death. And so he gave us life and life more abundantly. And after resurrection, there's ascension. Mm -hmm. And so that's the Christian life is that we go from death to life to ascension. And we live in that Christian ascended life. And that's how we continue to move on. Not that we deny the problem, but we allow the Lord to move in us because Mm -hmm. he says that in him we live and have our being. So we move in him and he is life. And I love that verse, Jesus wept, because it makes it so real and personal Mm -hmm. because Jesus is real and personal Mm -hmm. and in our pain and through our pain he is working he's working it out he's working all things out for our good we just have to acknowledge you know some people I think um Lee correct me if I'm wrong because you counsel a lot of people as well they get stuck in their anger at God and so therefore they can't invite God in to the healing process and that is so true I think as you said we have to definitely at some point bow to the sovereign will of God. You know, yeah. God decides that it's time for this person to transition. We have to accept his will. It doesn't mean that we are in agreement or we're happy in all those moments, but we know that in time, 
God is going to help to heal the pain. Right. And he would show us sometimes even into the greater purpose. I know like when my godson was going through with cancer, you know, and it me not having any natural sons and having had him all his life. And, you know, he was in my wheel, you know, he's going to get all my stuff. He could wear my clothes, you know, always in my clothes. And when it was on this, the opposite end of it, where here I was taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And I had always envisioned it being the other way around Absolutely. that he would be with me, you know, in my final stages. And it was very hard, but I know it was the one day and he also had cancer. And it was the one night I was there and I was, you know, he always wanted me to massage his legs and feet. He was just being so much pain. Mm-hmm. And I was massaging his legs and his feet. And I walked away and he said, are you okay? And I wasn't. And I cried. I cried because I said, okay, God, I have to accept this because I can't keep watching him go through this. You know, it was too painful for me. And I know how much pain he was in. He was fighting and giving it all he had for us. And when we really talked to him and told him that it was okay, you know, and it was shortly thereafter he transitioned. But it was one of those things where we had to accept it. You know, we had to begin to move on Mm -hmm. and let the healing begin and bask in all those beautiful memories. Right. I think memories are, memories are huge. And I think the Lord gives us those memories to hold on to. But I do think like Heather, you've done a really good job of it. You have, you didn't sit still. Yes. You started pouring into other people. And I think that is a healthy, a healthy step to take when we're in the midst of grieving, we take a step to help other people. I think as, as I looked inward and listened and really sat in the quiet of the Lord and how do you help other people through this? Right. And, you know, cancer stinks for everybody, yes. whether it's just the journey and people get well or the journey and it ends, you know, in a, right. in a passing. But how do you get mad if someone goes home to the Lord? Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. I have wrapped my head around this is his plan yes. and I have to follow his plan right. and he makes good of everything. Yes. And I can point to blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing that have come from this that would not have happened right. unless we had walked through this terrible journey. Yes. Absolutely. So I think, you know, the, the storms are so hard, right. but the water always stills. Mm-hmm. And the Lord does that. Yeah. Right. And I think one way we move is to be just intentional about yes. it. Yes. You know, we, we just take God at his face value, faith in his word, know his word. And even when it doesn't seem real, mm-hmm. when it says, you know, I, I called on you and you healed me of my yes. wounds. Even yes. if you're not feeling it, you say that and, right. and just be very intentional about yeah. your faith because you're going to choose one thing. Either it's going to be faith or the grieving yes. process. Right. So. So that, and I can speak from experience, it will eventually, you will eventually get to the point where God meets you at his word. And I think that's true. Our words, we have to Mm -hmm. speak. What we speak, we have to speak life. We have to speak declarations of hope. You know, we may not feel like getting up today, but we we get up and we know that God has great things planned for us today, but we have to do our part and that is get up, Mm -hmm. let's get dressed, you know, stay in the word, but but we've got to be, like you said, intentional. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to get lost in the morning that we can't. That's our soul realm. Mm -hmm. Our mind, our will, and emotions is affected by that death. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get our spirit and our soul in agreement. And that comes through getting in the word right yes. absolutely i don't think we can do it without the word i don't no. think we can do no. it the right way without the word mm-hmm. right and, and people look at me and they're uh sorry um they they wonder what's wrong with me and i just point back to god amen amen awesome. we'll be right back with more here on the christian view don't go away hi and 
Welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on how you can move through grief. We've had a, a wonderful um, panel today. Make sure you're checking out all they're doing for the ministry. They're doing great things for the kingdom of God. We'll see you next time here on The Christian View. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.